Welcome to a new month, friends, an entirely new season for this podcast. This month, I really would like to focus a lot more on mindfulness, kind of the science behind the health and the happiness of it, tuning into our bodies, explaining truly what it is to practice slow eating, the power of it. And I want to sprinkle in a few meditations along the way this entire month. So while we won't be doing a 30-day challenge or um, a daily task per se, we will be practicing mindfulness. Little things that we can do to sprinkle in throughout our days. So I truly hope that you enjoy this entire month, this series of mindfulness with me. Hi friends, welcome back. So I know yesterday I gave you a lot of information in regard to some powerful AM routines, right? I gave you some morning rituals that Michelle Obama, Mark Zuckerberg, and a few other high achievers really utilize on a regular basis. But remember, finding that helpful routine is truly very deeply personal and what works for some may not work for others over the next few days i really want us to focus a little bit more on eating playing and thriving so today's episode is really going to be focused around something that is dear and true loving to my heart and that is yoga And the ancient practice has this powerful health and mood benefits to all of us. So today I want to kind of guide and help you in finding the ideal type for you personally, preventing injury and maybe slip into a routine when you can't get to a class outside of your home. Finding a yoga class used to be simple. You'd walk into your local gym or your yoga studio and there'd be a class. The choices started out few because there weren't many people that were looking to get their own on outside of their environment. But that has changed like almost tenfold. I mean, studios, gyms, and rec centers now offer so many styles to choose from and most of this has to do with yoga's well-deserved reputation for being an excellent stress reliever but truly a big part of yoga's popularity is that it's just plain good exercise i mean virtually any type of yoga improves strength flexibility and balance the more intense styles though can also help shape up and trim down. 
So if you want to take full advantage of that powerful collection of benefits, and want to help share some need to know information, whether you're a first timer or a regular looking to take your poses to a whole new level. So take notes if you need to, or pause, come back to this episode anytime to gather this information. See, if you're just beginning or want the best mind-body combo, try Hatha. Poses are straightforward and the pace is unhurried. You do a pose, come out of it, then do another. It's an excellent style for beginners. Props like blocks and bolsters are often used to help you get the right alignment, but it's not just about the body, okay? Your teacher will also encourage you to focus on breathing, relaxation, and meditation. And it may involve chanting, just FYI, depending on where you're taking the class. But all this mindfulness also has real-world benefits. Hatha practice once or twice a week helps to recover from stress faster. It truly is one of my favorite practices. And if you want to get slim, try Ashtanga or Power Yoga. These two styles provide all the regular benefits of regular yoga, the Hatha Yoga, with a fat blasting bonus of a killer cardio session. Both focus on flowing from one pose to the next without rest, making for a terrific calorie burn. (laughs) See, the practice is meant to generate heat in your body. So yes, you will sweat a lot. See, in Ashtanga, it's the more traditional of the two. Usually you begin with chanting and then follow a sequence of poses, also known as asanas, that never change. In power yoga class, though, the poses vary each time, and there's usually none of the spiritual aspect in it. But I can tell you that practicing yoga of any kind at least once a week for at least four plus years helps to stave off a lot of mid-age spread, okay? But if you want to chill out, try yin yoga. This is truly, I think, ultimately my favorite. It's named for the calm half of yin and yang. This style requires you to move slowly into poses. Most of them are performed while seated or lying down. And then you stay in them for up to five minutes to just allow for a deeper stretch and time to just, well, be. Not surprisingly, yin yoga is particularly good at activating the part of your nervous system that helps you bounce back from pain and stress. So expect some meditative music and lots of attention to breathing, as well as those centers of spiritual energy known as chakras, all the elements that add to the serene allure of this particular practice. And if you're prone to aches, try Iyengar. As with any other type of yoga, the poses you'll do in Iyengar classes are traditional. The difference is how those poses are done. See, Iyengar teachers are trained in biomechanics, so they understand which positions are likely to cause injuries and how to modify them by tweaking your form and showing you how to use props to make them less intense. 
Plus, pausing between poses, as opposed to flowing from one to the next, allows you to perfect your position, so you're less likely to strain something, which may even help you recover from injury. What about hot yoga? See, Bikram, aka hot yoga, you practice in a steamy 105 room, right? It isn't for everyone. The heat and the postures, which are the same each time, build strength and get you into a deeper stretch. This is a good thing if you're looking to blast those calories and get limber, but it's uncomfortable if you're heat averse and downright dangerous if you're pregnant or have heart issues. For me, my idea of hot yoga is practicing in the summer on the beach. I am definitely heat averse. But you just need to find the right class. I mean, the truth is, you can discover a great instructor or class in a church basement or a questionable one in a fancy yoga studio. Just keep in mind that your teacher should be properly trained with at least a 200-hour certification from Yoga Alliance. I mean, there are classes that are offered in yoga studios, the gyms, and rec centers, not to mention all the other places. I personally love teaching classes out on the beach. It's out in Mother Nature. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But not everybody likes practicing on the beach in the sand or outside in the elements at all. So there are a few things to think about when deciding where to take your class. You want to think about the coaching, the classes, the crowd, and the cost. See, most yoga studios require teachers to have a Yoga Alliance certification. Some also require additional in-house training so that teachers can learn the studio's specific style. And practice rooms are zen-like, and a class options abound, right? Studios that are part of a national chain might offer lockers and showers, but not all do. I know I taught at a studio that only had a restroom. There was no changing room. There were no showers. And know that morning classes tend to be smaller, you know, between 10 to 20 people. But post-work classes can get packed. And in big classes, there's usually additional help from yoga instructors who are being mentored by the main teacher. I know I've gone to a studio where there have been assistants in class because the class has been so large. And you can take a class anywhere from $12 to $20 per class or $100 to $190 per month for unlimited classes. But if you're going to a studio and you're new at it, ask about a free trial class. Sometimes they have a week-long pass. Then there is the gym, your local gym, right? Teachers are usually certified by Yoga Alliance, but since many gyms don't pay well, you may end up with a teacher who's certified but less experienced. Most gyms provide props and a variety of classes, including yoga hybrids, though the benefits of pure yoga often get lost 
with yoga hybrid classes. The atmosphere is less serene than a studio's as well. But then again, you might be able to hit the steam room after the class. <laughs> and after work classes average between, I don't know, 25, 40 people post-pandemic, pre-pandemic. And that's usually without additional teaching help. Because classmates may be less serious about the yoga, right? These classes are usually free also with a gym membership. But you can also, again, ask about a free trial. They usually have a week free trial for um, classes. And then there's your rec center. Teachers sometimes have group fitness as opposed to yoga-specific certifications, which is not ideal if you are looking to take a true yoga class. The classes usually have just a few styles, and it's mostly bring-your-own-props. These classes tend to be crowded because it's a group environment setting, and many times they charge for these classes but discounts can be offered to residents that actually come there on a regular basis. And depending on the area that you're in, there are a lot of outdoor classes offered by many, many teachers. They, nine times out of 10, have a yoga certification that 200 hours at least, they just didn't feel like fitting in with the stereotypical studio, gym, or a rec center because they're not going to get paid as much. Those are usually donation-based classes as well. I know I love teaching them because it takes the pressure off of the teacher and the student. It's just come as you are and enjoy it. See, in the end, what matters is that you're comfortable in the class. If your first one isn't a good fit, try a different style, a different teacher, or both. And once you find that perfect combination, stick with it. You'll get the most benefits from yoga if you're a regular. And as more of us twist into poses, injuries can arise. So I want to give you a few pointers on how to stay off the sidelines of injury. Okay. One, take it easy. A lot of yoga injuries are from trying too hard or holding your breath, panting. Those are signs you're pushing too far. Number two, don't go to extremes. Poses like headstands or potentially put too much weight on the cervical spine upping your risk of injury. Truly, these outrageous Instagram yoga poses that you see, these should not be done by anyone who hasn't had a lot of yoga experience. Number three, stop if you feel pain. It's okay to challenge your muscles, but if you feel a sharp or electric type pain, back off. And guys are not being left out here. 
men getting bendy is on the rise, right? Guys are discovering yoga and it's a good thing. So if you hear that octave drop in class during the OM, you know why. Men, I want to praise you for taking yoga classes. It's amazing and beautiful that you're there. I mean, there are so many benefits that men receive from yoga as well. It's not just about women getting bendy, right? Men can get in there too, no matter their body structure. And they did a study, it was back in, I think 2016, in regard to men who practiced yoga. They had a better body image than those that just went to the gym and worked out, right? Because yoga doesn't just make you satisfied about the way that you look. It improves your sex life, your desire, your control, and your stamina. And ladies, I know we all love a man with a good sex drive. (laughs) But yoga also reduces stress, not just in men, but in women too. I just want to give a shout out to all these men. Because yoga's reputation for being relaxing is well-established, right? And that regular yoga reduces stress, anxiety, depression, and it can improve memory. Why? Because we're allowing our brains to declutter during these sessions. It's giving us less anxiety. I mean, you can reduce tension and anger. And that is a big thing that a lot of men hold on to more than women, right? Because they are the caregivers. They are the protectors. So they have this pent up tension, anger, and stress, anxiety. And not only does yoga help improve balance for women, it does for men as well, right? Prevents us from falling and injuring ourselves because good balance allows us not to fall and injure ourselves, right? Gives us a little bit better posture, a little bit better balance in our bodies. Daily yoga also lowers our blood pressure, our cholesterol, releases that hypertension and high cholesterol. Those are major risk factors for heart disease, right? It's like the number one killer, And I can tell you, it has definitely helped our household with insomnia. Because it decreases that stress. When you're less stressed, you're more self-confident. And yoga can improve that sleep pattern, the quality and the duration of it. Because men, again, hold so much tension, stress, anxiety. We women have girlfriends to chat with a lot of times, right? Men, they tend to hold things in a little bit longer. So I want you to find your mat, right? Because it's nice to have your own mat and avoid picking up any germs from shared ones. And trust me, there's no need to spring for anything fancy. Just look for one that's grippy so that you don't 
go gliding and sliding into splits every time you strike a pose. And if you have knee issues, okay, which a lot of men carry weight heavily in their knees, buy a mat that's a quarter of an inch thicker. So instead of the standard one eighth inch, buy one that's a, a little bit thicker than that, right? now for the good juicy stuff. I didn't want us to leave this episode without having a little bit of practice underneath our mat. (laughs) I want you to treat your body to this stretch you all over mini routine. Okay. And with each pose, you're going to hold for three to eight breaths. Okay. It gives you a range there. So we're going to flex for five. Right? We're going to try the triangle pose, wide leg standing twist, a locus, and a fold forward bend. So press pause if you need to. Go roll out your mat and come back and hit play. We'll walk through a few little movements. See, triangle is going to stretch our hamstrings and muscles. It supports our spine and helps to boost the mobility in our shoulders. So we're going to stand with our feet about five feet apart and then turn your left foot out. The right foot is slightly in. Take a nice deep breath in and raise your arms parallel to the floor. Exhale that breath out and begin to hinge at left hip. So rotate so that your left torso comes down over your left leg and then raise and rest that left hand on the lower leg and reach that right hand straight up from your shoulder. We're going to hold it right here. Taking a deep breath in. Exhale that breath out. And then we're going to return to that start position, right? We're going to repeat it on the other side where we're standing with our feet about five feet apart. This time, turn your left foot out. I'm sorry. This time, turn your right foot out. We already did the left side. And your left foot's going to be slightly in this time. Take a nice deep breath in. And raise the arms again parallel to the floor. Exhale. Hinge at that right hip. So we're going to rotate so that the right torso comes down over that right leg. Resting our right hand on the lower leg and begin to reach that left hand straight up from the shoulder. Hold it right here. Taking a nice breath in through the nose. Out through the mouth. Let's return back to that start. 
and stand with our feet a bit closer and parallel. So we're going to come into a wide leg standing twist. So with the spine long, exhale and fold forward from your hips. Bring your hands to the floor and just hold right there. Inhale and twist your torso left. So reach the left hand straight up. Hold there. Exhale that breath out. Return to center. Inhale. Repeat it on the right side. So we're going to, that left hand stays lower down. We're going to reach that right hand straight up. Exhale, return to center. Both hands down on the ground. Inhale. And begin to stand up. See, this stretches our hamstrings as well when we're folded. It's increasing that spine flexibility and it also helps to improve the mobility in our shoulders on both sides. Now we're going to move into locust pose. And in locust pose, it helps to increase our spine flexibility, strengthening our back muscles, opening up our shoulders and really stimulating our central nervous system. So we're going to lie face down with our forehead on the floor. Legs are straight and arms by your side, palms up. Take a breath in, lifting the head, the upper body, arms and legs off the floor. Now stretch the legs and arms back, keeping your gaze on the floor, just a few inches in front of your mat. Hold it here, taking a breath in. Exhale out. Take another breath in. And then slowly lower back down on the exhale. This next pose is going to be a folded forward bend. So we're going to sit up. Okay. Um, I was trying to think if you have a blanket, go ahead and, and hit pause, but I'd like for you to have something to support your hips, right? So a folded blanket, even a towel folded up, something that you can sit on, right? And allow your legs to be straight and together right out in front of you. Arms just resting at your side. We're going to keep that spine nice and long here, okay? This forward fold truly does help calm our nervous system. It stretches our hamstrings again and our back muscles. This is a lovely pose because this is the only pose in any, actually any exercise whatsoever, not even truly just a pose. This is a pose, but um, this is the only 
form that truly stretches the entire back of your body from the bottom of your toes all the way up to your shoulder blades, right? So it has so many beautiful benefits. So again, with keeping our spine nice and long, take a nice breath in. On the exhale, fold forward over your legs and start to stretch your arms forward to hold the sides of your feet or your calves. Now, that there's a reason we're sitting on this blanket or towel, right? Because it helps us fold just a little deeper naturally. Now, maybe your hands don't reach your ankles or your calves. Maybe they're just next to your knees. That's totally fine. We want to hold this space right here and then inhale and slowly lift back up to this sitting position. And there you are. You have truly opened up your hamstrings, relaxed your nervous system and stretched your back muscles your shoulders. I hope you have a wonderful day.